chief investigative correspondent for Yahoo News. He specializes in national security, terrorism, and money in politics. He was a national investigative correspondent for NBC News and an investigative correspondent for Newsweek. He's author of the 2011 New York Times bestseller, Uncovering Clinton, a reporter's story, and Hubris, the inside story of spin, scandal, and the selling of the Iraq War, both available at Amazon.com. More than a pleasure to have back from Yahoo chief investigative correspondent Michael Isakoff. Michael, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hey there. Good to be with you. Uh, Donald Trump was going up, up, up in the uh, the polls. People had disregard for his shady past, and a lot of people said once he becomes the nominee, or at least the presumptive nominee as he is now, more and more is going to come out about his shady past, and more specifically about his shady past in business dealings and with regard to money, where a lot of his supporters hope he will change things for them financially and uh, for a nation's uh, economy. Um, one of six vice chairs of the Trump Victory Leadership Team, that's a joint fundraising effort, uh, announced uh, that, you know, by the Trump campaign and the Republican National Committee, uh, that they actually pled guilty in 2009 to criminal charges involving bribes paid to top New York state officials. Michael, yeah. t- t- tell us, tell us about this. This is this is not just this <laughs> yeah, is not you know, just some uh, Facebook story, know, uh, right? Uh, what is going to get people's attention? And uh, this one seemed to have just slipped by the radar. But um, the guy's name is Elliot Broidy, uh, big uh, venture capitalist, uh, hedge fund guy in um, uh, in L.A. Uh, and um, he pled guilty in a big um, uh, investigation in New York into basically paying bribes uh, to the New York State controller and his and officials in his office to get $250 million in uh, pension investments um, from New York State. Uh, his uh, guilty plea led to uh, the conviction of the uh, controller, uh, Alan Hevesy. It was a huge scandal in New York. Um, uh, Broidy, uh, who pled guilty to bribes, originally pled to a felony, cooperated in the investigation that led to the um, uh, conviction of, uh, of of the controller, and it, it, his felony plea was knocked down to a misdemeanor. But I did think it was kind of an interesting background to have one of your top fundraisers in a presidential campaign uh, have. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because I think many people out there, regardless of their political ideology and which candidate they're supporting and voting for, you know, they, they can tell you about Hillary's email scandal. They can tell you what she did or didn't say about women who accused her husband of certain acts years back. And they can tell you about money that was given and by whom to the Clinton Foundation, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but when it comes to, you know, dirty money or people doing dirty things with money and Trump, he comes out unscathed. Or does he, Michael? Is this just well, it's very hard to say. I mean, you know, part of the problem is there's just so much on Trump. Uh, we were all buried in for the last day and all these new Trump University documents. Um, and he's got three outstanding lawsuits in which he's the defendant accused of fraud. Uh, one of them is, is, is slated to go to trial this year in November after the election. Uh, so I, I, it's just, just an example of... There's just so much about Trump that's out there that um, 
I, you know, has not been fully absorbed. Uh, people are reporters like me or Paul, Paul, pouring over records, uh, interviewing people, uh, lots of stories, but for reasons that, you know, can be discussed, but I don't think anybody's come up with a good answer. A lot of this stuff just does seem to bounce off him. Um, there have been individuals uh, that are like Sean Spicer with the RNC, the communications director for the Republican National Committee, uh, that would say, hey, look, you know what, you know, Hillary has people like this on her side as well. Is that true or would you say that the players are dirtier and have uh, more uh, legal uh, wrongdoing? And by the way, has there been full uh, admission or denial uh, with this guy, uh, you know, with, with regard to, you know, you know, doing the wrong thing. <laughs> hey, look, Sean Spicer, who I did talk to for that story last week about uh, Brody, said, look, he's paid his debt to society. And he pointed out that one of Hillary's uh, Clinton's top fundraisers, uh, Steve Ratner, you often see him on the Morning Joe uh, show, was caught up in the same scandal. Uh, he didn't plead guilty, but did pay something like a $10 million fine uh, uh, and was barred from uh, 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 trading security trading uh, as a result of his role in um, uh, helping to finance a movie deal for one of the uh, uh, somebody in, it, it connected to Hevesi, and it was all part of the same investigation into uh, underhanded payments for pension investments. Um, and, uh, you know, is there dirty money on the Democratic side? Of course there is. I mean, I, you know, there, I mean, there's, there was uh, half a dozen uh, of Hillary Clinton fundraisers who were convicted, criminally convicted, by the Obama Justice Department uh, relating to the 2008 campaign, the last time she ran. And certainly we all remember the 1996 uh, 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 foreign money uh, scandals, Lincoln bedrooms and all that, that uh, I think were entirely legitimate uh, um, grounds for inquiry and did lead to multiple criminal convictions. So I, I don't see necessarily this as a, as a partisan matter, but when we do see uh, um, shady money or uh, questionable money going into campaigns and people with questionable backgrounds, um, you know, it's our job to call them out. Absolutely. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about more of this shady background of Trump, and not just Trump, but some of his uh, ventures, uh, such as Trump University. Michael Isakoff is our guest, chief investigative correspondent for Yahoo News. We're going to be coming back to him, and like I said, he is also author of the New York Times bestseller, Uncovering Clinton, a reporter's story, and Hubris, the inside story of spin, scandal, and the selling of the Iraq War. Back with him, back with you after this. Follow him on Twitter in the meantime, at Isakoff, I-S-I-K-O-F-F, the website for Yahoo news is news.yahoo.com i'm leslie marshall pick up the phone and join us if you have questions 8886 leslie or comments tweet us at leslie marshall if you want to comment we'll be back michael lisakoff is our guest chief investigative correspondent for yahoo news specializing in national security terrorism and money in politics uh we are talking about some uh, great pieces that michael wrote uh one we just chatted about called trump money man's shady history and before we get to Trump University, just one last thing on that shady history with regard to money and payoffs, Michael. Do you think is it your experience as a writer and looking how much not only politics has changed, the candidates have changed, 
uh, the way people are running for a president in any office has changed, and the voter has changed, not just the demographics and the mindset and how they get and where they get their information. But the old-fashioned payoff of state officials, as the uh, then uh, Andrew Cuomo uh, was prosecuting, who was the uh, state attorney general and is now governor of the state of New York, referred to it, quote, this is an old-fashioned payoff of state officials from your piece. Uh, do you think that people just expect that because, like you say, this is, is you know, doesn't uh, – doesn't have any bias politically. Well, uh, look, there's been no shortage of old-fashioned political corruptions, especially at the uh, state level uh, uh, in recent years. I mean, look at New York State. Uh, the the longtime speaker of the New York uh, uh, Assembly, the uh, longtime uh, president of the New York State Senate. I mean, it, it, you know, the parade of criminal convictions is 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 quite extensive. Look at the state of Alabama where, you know, all three top officials, the governor and the uh, uh, speaker of the House and the, uh, the chief justice of the Supreme Court are under a cloud at the moment. I'm just saying, uh, I mean, for uh, people who uh, are tracking this sort of thing, I think we're at, uh, you know, I don't know if we're at historic highs in uh, political corruption, but we're, you know, there's certainly no, uh, no, no evidence it has been on any kind of decline in recent years. Okay, let's move on to another piece you wrote. You've written many uh, great pieces, and this one is entitled Trump University Secret Playbook, Who Wants to Be a Billionaire? Yeah. And, you, and you write, the instructions for Trump University instructors were simple. You entice prospective students by making them feel special. Let them know they were being offered a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get rich and create, quote, more wealth than you have ever dreamed of uh, by taking courses from Donald Trump's real estate experts. Um, Tell us about this secret playbook and uh, tell us about Trump University, because I'm reading a lot of things coming out today that are very unattractive uh, as to the type of individuals they targeted and how they were going to go about uh, getting rich and creating more wealth yeah, than they've look, ever I mean, dreamed of. This was a uh, uh, an enterprise of Donald Trump, uh, created by him, owned by him, promoted by him uh, to basically. Uh, you know, market his real estate expertise uh, to uh, people who wanted uh, wanted to get into the real estate world and thought that Donald Trump's name alone and his involvement would uh, would open up doors. Uh, and uh, this was a very uh, sophisticated uh, operation that uh, took in thousands of students, uh, got them to go to three-day seminars for something like $1,500 and then kind of pressured them to up their ante, max out their credit cards, invest up to $35,000 for gold-plated memberships, uh, and uh, you would learn Donald Trump's, Donald Trump's secrets from his hand-picked uh, instructors. Now, there's been a lot that has come out because, as I mentioned, there's three lawsuits pending uh, 
against uh, Trump and this, you know, now defunct university um, from plaintiffs claiming they were defrauded, that the whole thing was a scam, that they put down a lot of money and got little, if anything, for it. Trump obviously is fighting it back, but this has been a battle in the courts. He's had to sit for two depositions during this presidential campaign. Nobody knew about it at the time. Um, it, it, it was all behind closed doors, but Trump uh, had to be gr- was grilled uh, by plaintiffs' lawyers because one of these cases is slated for trial on November 28th of this year. Um, so, as I've uh, pointed out in other places, you know, this could be one of the if Trump wins, one of the stranger presidential transitions in history. The president-elect will be sitting uh, in the witness stand on trial, um, you know, in federal court in San Diego over Trump University and its operations. And one of the things you see in these uh, playbooks that have been released is that it was uh, a very sophisticated marketing scheme all built around Trump and, you, you know, let People believe they're going to learn Donald Trump's secrets. Uh, if they balk, there was a script for what to say. You know, you actually go after the, the uh, them at some point saying, you know, your financial plans are in ruins. It's broken. Only Donald Trump's experts can fix this for you. Uh, and, um, you know, obviously it uh, it got a lot of people to um, to invest, and not all of them are happy. That's why we have these lawsuits. And, and speaking um, of these lawsuits, so people understand, this guy obviously was li- allegedly lining his own pockets through deceptive sales pitches, luring people into paying tens of thousands of dollars. Of course, is that really didn't have uh, any uh, value. That will be determined. Um, and uh, this is now becoming a big thing. Um, his, his slurs or offensive remarks... Um, about the judge, U.S. Judge Gonzalo Curiel, who presides over this case and who ordered the internal documents uh, filed by Trump's lawyers under seal to be released. And that was after the Washington Post argued in a motion that their disclosure was in the public interest. Um, He, during a campaign rally last Friday, uh, stunned many people, even in the legal community, because he referred to this judge as a hater and a Mexican because this guy ruled against him in the case. Now, this is not surprising behavior from Trump. I mean, right, if you do anything, say anything toward him that he doesn't like, much like a child, you know, he'll come back and and insult. But uh, this is unprecedented, isn't it? It is pretty extraordinary uh, for a presidential candidate to go after a federal judge uh, like this. Uh, And... um, you know, look, first of all, referring to him as a Mexican, I mean, really, I mean, he is, he was the judge, Judge Coriel was born in, in, in Indiana, East Chicago, Indiana, grew up in the United States, was a former served as a federal prosecutor in San Diego for years in which he actually targeted the Mexican drug cartels. That was He was chief of the narcotics division of the U.S. Attorney's Office, and uh, he actually had a hit put on him by the uh, Mexican drug cartels. And to have him slurred like this as, uh, as, as somehow uh, not a loyal American uh, referred to as a Mexican, I mean, can you imagine if he said that about uh, a uh, an Asian American uh, judge, or a uh, um, you know, take your pick, an Italian American judge. I mean, saying he's not a real American uh, because he has. Because 
because of his ethnicity or background. I mean, that, it's pretty extraordinary stuff. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, look, uh, Trump has lost the, some of the arguments. His lawyers, the, the judge, has uh, rejected the, the motion by Trump's lawyers to have the case thrown out on summary judgment. He thinks there's sufficient evidence here to bring it to trial. Um, and uh, that's the prerogative of a federal judge. But to call him a hater because of that, um, these are the kind of decisions federal judges make all the time. And it's worth knowing it's particularly surprising, I think, from Donald Trump. His sister is a federal judge, for Christ's sakes. I mean, uh, you would think he would have a little more sensitivity and understanding of the judicial system and its independence to be making comments like this. I would imagine his lawyer, if I was a lawyer, I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> You're making my job hard. Yeah, I actually Shut was up. at a, uh, a pretrial hearing uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, on this case. Uh, Trump's lawyer is uh, Daniel uh, Petroselli. You might remember him from O.J. Simpson. Yes, I do. Uh, days. He was the civil lawyer uh, against uh, uh, Simpson. Uh, and I asked him, because Trump had suggested he might move to have the judge recused on the basis of his uh, prejudice, I asked Petroselli uh, if he planned to make such a motion, and he looked quite pained and said no, he had no plans uh, to uh, to file a motion against the judge. At Trump University, they also um, would teach them how to use real estate investments, teach the students to structure themselves for lower taxes, right? How to yeah, beat, how to yeah beat the they, system. They, you, would, you would have a wealth preservation retreat where you'd go off for three days and learn uh, how to shelter your income from taxes uh, using various methods that real estate investors do, use uh, uh, deductible expenses and depreciation and all that. And it does, when I saw that in these documents, it did make me, uh, it did remind me that uh, Donald Trump has yet to, uh, and it's not clear he ever will, release his income tax returns uh, because I think a lot of people suspect um, the world would see how little he pays in income taxes because of these sorts of real estate tricks that he was marketing in Trump University. So, um, yeah, that did, uh, that did stand out. But the IRS can still, as he says, he's in an audit, many audits, and maybe this is one of the many reasons for such audits, and you can actually end up going to jail if you don't pay a hefty price tag uh, with interest at the end of the day. Um, it, it, not, not for his uh, tax returns, but moving on to another area that you wrote about in your piece, and I'm glad that you mentioned this. When we look at Donald Trump right now running for president, he has um, hostility to the news media, terrible attitude, even calling, you know, just, you know, insulting uh, reporters doing their job and exercising our First Amendment rights. Um, but this is a guy who actually seemed to have that mindset back then, long before he was running for president, right? I mean, don't they, didn't they tell um, the, uh, the people not to speak to any reporters who would right, show up yeah, and ask questions in these seminars? Not, uh, are not your friends. They're not sympathetic. Uh, and uh, don't trust them. Don't talk to them. That's actually contained in the uh, in the playbook for Trump University. Uh, um, so 
So they were clearly uh, on guard uh, that the news media might not treat what they were doing there uh, as, as, as gently as they would like to be treated. It's also worth noting they also had a specific warning for what to do if a local prosecutor showed up, uh, warning that uh, district attorneys could be your enemy too and that you're not obligated to turn over any information to them unless they have a warrant. So that I thought that was kind of noteworthy. But, but unquestionably, the press uh, issue is front and center now, especially after that press conference yesterday in which he referred to reporters as sleazy and dishonest. And, you know, it does make you wonder. I mean, this is the kind of talk one used to, we, we heard in the Nixon tapes behind closed yes. doors. Yes. Uh, but Donald Trump doesn't keep it behind closed doors. He talks like that in, in public and in press conferences. He insults the press. And not to tabloids, but in blunt testimony, former managers of Trump University, which was a for-profit organization, folks, that was started by the Donald, they say, and, and you wrote in your pieces, uh, that th- this was an unscrupulous business. And one of the guys, I saw this posted all over the, today, a man named Mr. Schnackenberg, he wrote in his testimony, quote, that it preyed upon the elderly and uneducated to separate them from their money. There's a guy named Madoff I've heard of that did that kind of thing, too. Yeah, and uh, he's in federal prison when I last looked. Right. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, uh, it's worth knowing Trump hasn't been criminally charged in this, uh, but he is facing, you know, he is facing these these civil suits uh, for accusing him of fraud. And, uh, you know, one brought by the New York Attorney General, Eric Schneiderman, the, the office that Andrew Cuomo used to hold. Uh, he sued Trump for $40 million, and that's uh, in New York courts. Uh, but uh, I still find find it you know quite uh, eyebrow raising to say the least that uh, the pre- presumptive nominee of the Republican party is going to have to sit for a trial for fraud um, this November just after the election and after the election um, what if hypothetically this guy God forbid I'm a Democrat and not just that and pro Hillary just uh, just God I mean I could see so many other Republicans as president that I could live with and not look at moving to Canada like many others who have googled that but if Donald Trump were to become our president and in in, in this trial which takes place uh, a few weeks after the election in San Diego if he is found guilty um, is it him or is it his university? Well, and, and, and can he they split the hairs? Could he, if he's found liable, could he serve any time or does he just no, write a big no, old no, check? No, 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 no. It, this is a civil lawsuit. It's not a criminal trial, so he's not facing going to prison. But um, it is, it, you know, he would, he would undoubtedly appeal, but he would be facing a potential judgment, a financial judgment, in which he would have to fork over uh, a sum of money to the plaintiffs if he, if he loses the case. You know, but, but, is, is it, but Michael, is one allowed, because, because, I mean, I understand this is not criminal, but is one allowed to have a civil lawsuit or judgment against them in which they are found guilty in a court of law to be uh, the sitting commander-in-chief? Well, you may remember uh, Bill Clinton was sued while he was yep, commander-in-chief by yep. one Paula Jones and the Supreme Court ruled nine to nothing uh, that presidents are not immune from civil litigation. Yep. So. 
Trump, uh, I, I wrote last year that uh, a Trump presidency could be a litigation circus because he's multiple lawsuits uh, all around the country. There's other lawsuits which uh, he's uh, involved in here in Washington over the, the rest with the restaurateurs who are going to uh, put their restaurants in his Trump Tower, but they pulled out after he made his comments about Mexican rapists and uh, and building a wall. Uh, he sued them. Uh, he's going to be deposed in one of those lawsuits in a couple of weeks. Uh, all these cases uh, will still be uh, undoubtedly percolating after Election Day, and uh, Trump as president, they will not go away if Donald Trump prevails. We will have a commander-in-chief of president who will have to be sitting for depositions, you know, possibly sitting in trials, uh, facing questioning, uh, and these, these cases will be ongoing during a Trump presidency if there is one. And, Michael, it will be terrific, just terrific. Uh, thank you, Michael. Michael Isakoff, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News, uh, specializing in national security, terrorism, and money and politics. He is author of the New York Times bestseller, Uncovering Clinton, A Reporter's Story. Also, Hubris, The Inside Story of Spin Scandal and the Selling of the Iraq War, both available at Amazon.com.